Hello and welcome to the Slavic Languages Division's very first virtual translation slam. This is Ekaterina Howard, the current SLD administrator. With me today are the adventurous Elizabeth Adams and Eugenia Tsikorskaya, our slam participants. They have translated a part of an interview with the director and the producer of a recent Russian movie, Bliskie, published on snob.ru. We will include the reference text and links to the interview and the movie trailer in the show notes. Now, without further delays, let me present the slam participants and we will jump right in. Eugenia Tietzopolska is a graduate of Kent State University's Master's in Translation program and now works as a Russian to English freelance translator specializing in legal and financial texts. Elizabeth Adams has a degree in Russian studies from the College of William and Mary. She specializes in legal translation and creative fiction, and she also has a deep interest in terminology research and how translators use the internet. Now over to you, Eugenia and Elizabeth. Okay, so I guess we'll just jump right in on the, the comments that we flagged. Okay. Um, the very first one, I think, was the um, democratic yeah, that was really, that was really, I think, the most interesting one. Um, and I was glad you flagged it. I enjoyed your comment. And um, yeah, so do you, what did, what did you want to say about that? So um, this was one where I was really looking at the context, um, where it sounded like she was saying that before she had been talked down to, and when she was younger, people talked down to her, and she didn't appreciate that. So she started looking for people who would treat her as an equal, as she says explicitly, but then also who would kind of let her be her own person and have opinions and um, do what she wants rather than trying to change her. So my choice, I mean, and this comes from doing a lot of legal work where I tend to be a little more literal than I should be. I just went with democratic. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. on, on the with the thought that you know the principle of democracy is that everybody has a voice sure sure and i yeah and i hear where you're coming from because i do a lot of legal translation too and i think we've actually done that together a couple of times yeah, yeah. Um, um but my sense here is that the demokratichna is um can be it can mean something different in russian mm -hmm. so what do you think about that so, I mean, I mostly have just seen it in terms of, um, like, society. But they say democratical общество, don't they? Yeah. Um, which is why I, I really wasn't sure how to parse this. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it is hard. In the sense that it's, you know, it sort of has from context. I've pulled out my Ozhogov, my... Uh, mm hmm mm hmm just in case um, I can find something of use in here, actually, for a later comment. But here, I look it up while I'm here. Demokratichny. Oh, interesting. So it's, um, the, the definition here is that, well, in Russian, So Yeah, that's kind of how I took it, because the way I've always heard it used when people um, when people use it speaking, is it means, yeah, just sort of like um, like a restaurant, a democratic restaurant is going to be, you know, it's good food, but it's also well-priced, you know, not expensive. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, that's true. Um, and the, and I, was, I was thinking of it as almost like a very warm 
It's a warm way to describe a person. Like if you call somebody, if you say, like, uh, what did she say? So people who are just more accepting, warm, open. Yeah, I think I, I didn't. Should. I don't like what I did either. Um, <laughs> but I, but I was trying. I guess I was trying to raise a flag. You know, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. not necessarily say that free is the right. So, word. so now that you bring up that um, warmness, the second definition here is prastoy i dostupny v obrazini. And specifically with people. So um, I guess what she's really talking about here is people that are easy to talk to, you know, people who won't shut you down. Right, right, right. Who are, you know, direct, but not, um, like, not dismissive. I think that might be where... But how do you do that in English? Because it's such a great word. (laughs) I mean, I've always, I remember that I noticed that that word was, had a different wider meaning in mm-hmm. Russian than in English. You know, it's almost like a false friend, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I mean, now that I'm actually looking at the uh, at the definitions, I wish I'd done that earlier. Um, I'm thinking something like open, you know, open. I don't know. If I open thought about party. that too. I did think about that. Um, yeah. Or, I mean, you can do it in the negative. Um, you know, people who were not dismissive, people who were opened communication yeah i like what you just said people who won't shut you down but um it's a little much i mean it is you start to feel like you're getting too far away from the source at some point yeah well i i really understand this uh the sentence a lot more than i did before so it's been very helpful yeah well you what i'm gonna say is i was reading this and you made a really good remark um that a lot of my sentences are more smooth and grammatical than mm. the source. So it's, um, because what I did is I went through and I actually found some videos of these two particular women speaking and watched them and mm. kind of got a sense of who they were. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, but I think I did um, try. Yeah, I guess I was assuming that it would be read. Does that make sense that this was going to be read instead of re- um, listened to? Right. Um, and I mean, I think that's a sort of fundamental difference in the assumptions that we had going in. I mean, I also assume that it would be read, but that we're used to reading, like when we understand that, that an interview was spoken, we're used mm-hmm. to reading mm-hmm. the way people speak and kind of imagining how would they, how they would say it out loud. Um, I'm also reminded of like when, for example, when President Trump is quoted, um, they will just oh, yeah. write exactly as he says it, sentence fragments. But it's off. very hard to read. It is very hard to read. Um, but there's a point where I, I sort of felt like that would be, um, you know, if, if it's represented that way in, uh, when it's written down in the same language, that when switching languages, you wouldn't want to turn it into something that's more complete sentences because that's right. not how people talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, to, to be fair, you know, you're, even though you had complete sentences, you're still read like something that somebody would say. I mean, it's very conversational. So Yeah, and that's something I took away from um, watching the two of them on YouTube. I found just different videos, interviews that they had done separately, not together. Mm-hmm. Um, is that they both seemed like the kind of people who could speak in complete sentences. Right. That's true. And, and I mean, I, I mostly had flagged that, um, like, turning fragments into full sentences in a place where um, uh, towards, towards the end when there are a lot of 
or run-on sentences, those kinds mm-hmm. of movements, which are much more common in Russian written language as well, or they're allowed in yeah, Russian Yeah, they are. Not in English, so. That, I, I guess that kind of brings up another thing that is always under, um, you know, if not Im- explicit, it's always implicit when I am thinking about translation, mm-hmm. is I feel like um, there's a power transaction that happens when you translate somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm always trying to make sure that I'm giving them power instead of taking it away from them, whoever it is that I'm translating, whether they wrote it or said it. Interesting. Yeah. So, and that can be, and I wouldn't do that in a legal translation, obviously, but with something like this, um, you know, if the client was the production company, right. Mm -hmm. And they wanted this interview to use for something, then I would most definitely do my best to make them sound very polished, you know, very, um, because they are. That's true even if they're using, you know, run-on sentences sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would definitely look to the context in which it's going to appear. Mm-hmm. I like your point about, you know, what, how would this reflect on them? When exactly. The translation. Right. Right. Um, that's true. And so. Right, because there's so much, um, there is so much, I think just regular readers have a sense of Russians being sort of the other. And I'm always trying to fight against Mm -hmm. that, you know, and make people Mm -hmm. sound because they do sound normal in Russian and I want them to sound just as good or better in English. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And, um, I, I mean, I think that if I, if I got to do it over again, I'd give that more thought. Um, I mean, I, I didn't end up with that many fragments or, and definitely nothing that sounded, uneducated or you know uncultured but um thinking about how it reflects on the the person who originally said it you know the person right right it's a funny yeah and it's a funny game that we play too because um because our role in that is usually pretty invisible right that's true so you want to talk about the word fertilizer sure um i was so happy that you flagged that because i you know, that would almost be the kind of situation where if the client, if I was doing this for somebody, you know, who, like for one of these women or for the production company, I would actually contact them and be like, could we change this? <laughs> yeah, so um, I actually left myself a little comment here. Um, I struggled with this Dabrinya a lot. Um, as, you know, as I mentioned in my comment, and I was thinking afterwards that maybe the word enrichment would be more appropriate here. Oh, that um, is. It because is. it doesn't have that agricultural feel to it. Um, <laughs> so, um, I mean, it, it still doesn't have, you know, I mentioned Udabrinya. Right, like what you were saying, like Udabriyat, you know, the root word is kindness. Yeah, um, I mean, it's missing that, but it does have a much more positive root, which is rich. Mm-hmm. Somebody ate. Because fertilizer seems to come from left field in English. It really does. <laughs> it does. I mean, it, it, um, because the root word is fertility, you know, instead of yeah. anything having to do with kindness. It, it suits my ego a little bit that we both ended up with, um, fertilizer. Somehow. Well, did you, did you have this moment where you were like, but that's what she said? <laughs> I, well, I did, um, but it didn't make me feel any better. Um, mm-hmm. And I, this, I think, was a really good example of where, you know, you stare at the source text long enough and it just kind of closes off other... Other routes. Other routes, yeah, and, and makes it harder to do some lateral thinking and go, you know, what else could be used to um, express this concept? So, 
I think if I did it over again, I'd explore something with enrich them, en enrichment, enrich them, because you can also make that into. Yeah, and I, it's frustrating for me because I see there's a bunch of places where I did get a little bit further away from the source text um, mm -hmm. for various reasons, and I should have done that here too. Lessons learned. Yeah, um, yeah. Right next to that actually is another flag was um, the Buddhistic Dostoinova Chalavyaka. I had as decent person, you know, the person who have a sense of their own worth. This is actually what I pulled out my Ajaga for um, because while it makes sense to me to link Dostoinni with Dostoinstva to, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but that's not like the, my my sense of the word doesn't make that connection, and neither does Ozhogov. I mean, of course, it's you know from the eighties, and it might be a little outdated. You know, I was thinking about I was thinking about that, and I think that I was also influenced by the other interviews that I watched, mm -hmm. um, where Katina and Mikhailo was talking about just various other things, about mainly about psychology, mm -hmm. and I think I was influenced by those. Yeah, I mean, I think so. So what you ended up with makes a lot of sense, and kind of, I mean, it, it keeps the cohesion of the text. You're talking about right before that, um, Zuiva is talking about acceptance and um, you know, yes. self self acceptance, self esteem, and you know, feeling like you're valued as a person. Um, so that would be actually an interesting thing to ask her. Um, what did you mean there? Because yeah. <laughs> If it was possible, it, um, that would be a good right because ask. because when you say a decent person, that's you're describing how the person treats other people, right? Right. I mean, I think decent might not have been my best choice here. Um, I was going for the sense. I mean, Dostoevsky literally would be worthy, but I think it's talking about you know a person who turned out okay um, and who had. Not in the sense of vaspitani, not not that they were no, properly no. raised and they act properly, but like they're, you know, a good person. Yeah. Right. They're putting out good karma um, <laughs> yeah. into the world. Um, yeah, so, that's always that is a hard word. I find that word and all the words associated with it always. Um, they're like speed bumps when I come across them. Yeah, I thankfully have not come across it very much, but this this really highlights um, how difficult that can be. Um, so and how two reasonable people can disagree or come to very, you know, come to very different conclusions. Yeah. Um, and, both, and, and both, you know, have a good point. It's true. I, I do think that I would do something other than decent. I'd give it some more thought if I could. Um, because it is, right, you're right. It's not about decency. It's not about other people. It's, it's something more internal. Mm -hmm. But um, you can't really say, like, a good quality person that starts sounding very clinical the way fertilizer does, so. Right, right, oh, it does. It starts, yeah, no, it starts to sound clinical. Um, but I was also influenced by watching the trailer for the movie, I think, when mm -hmm. I, in that particular sentence, where I said, um, instead of a decent person, I said a person with a sense of her own worth. Mm -hmm. Because it seemed like that was what the movie was about to me. That, that these parents had managed mm -hmm. to raise somebody who didn't have a sense of her own worth. Again, I mean, I, I think what you ended up with makes so much sense in, like, in the context of the text, in the context of who these right. people are. Um, and, and it's possible, again, since this is a spoken interview, that 
in her mind, Dostoyevsky человек was linked with Dostoyevsky. Right, so right. But that's kind of what makes our work so interesting is that there's so many things that we can't know 100%, and at the same time, we're so influenced by all, you know, all of the things we've read and heard and seen. Right. And um, actually, in the same sentence, since you mentioned to have a sense of her own worth, I noticed that you used she. I did. Um, and I was, I just wanted to ask what the thinking was behind that. Well, and you used them. I did. I, I am a proponent of singular they where I'm allowed to use it. So, so was it um, that approach of using she in one paragraph, using he in another one? That, that oh, did I, did I use he or them in a different paragraph? Let me look. I don't think there was another place where there was an impersonal. Product. An impersonal. Right, so. Yeah, no, there isn't. Um, so, yeah, just in the context of what they're, they're talking about, the, the movie and the movie is about a young girl. Mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah, that was my, my other hypothesis. That right. And that's also that I think that's also the power transaction I was talking about that mm -hmm. um, if this was going to be pub published somewhere in English, right, where people, you know, maybe people who might go look, go watch the movie or people in the industry might read it, then I'm going to try to give her as much of a boost as I can. Right. right. And, and also, I mean, a, another consideration is I feel like as women directors, women producers, they would, they would be using not just gender neutral language, but making sure to highlight the roles of, of women and, and putting women as subjects of, of sentences. Yeah, my sense is if, the, if she had said this in English, she might have said she mm -hmm. instead of them or he. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I'm notorious for um, using he, she when there was just on in Russian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've been trying to to do that too. As much as I love my singular they, um, I am very well aware that that's not an accepted solution yet. So right, right. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's another frustrating moment when you run across the singular he in Russian mm -hmm. and you have to think what to do with it. Yeah. So should we, oh, should we move on to the older ladies? Oh my goodness. Yes, let's do, because um, I, I mean, I literally cringed when I read <laughs> because it sounds fine in Russian, doesn't it? Don't you think? I mean, you're well, Russian. So, so it, it does and it doesn't. It's, it sounds a bit euphemistic to me. It sounds what to you? A bit euphemistic that they don't want to say I mean, and, and these women may not have been all that old. Um, sounds like it's pretending to give them a bit of respect without actually giving it. Oh, really? Because I thought of it, I thought of it as her preferred term because she is I mean, she is. Oh. She is. I mean, she, yeah. looks to, she looks to be about my mother's age. And so I really did. I could hear... You know, I could just feel my mom whap me upside yeah. the back of the head. If Interesting. I, 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 did, I typed older ladies, and then I was just like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not allowed. <laughs> right. I, I definitely, I, I thought I saw pictures of her, and she seemed a little younger. But, um, yeah, that, that term to me 
So again, depending on the tone with which it was said, it, it can sound more or less respectful. Um, and I took it as less respectful, which is part of why, for me, older ladies felt somewhat more okay. I also haven't encountered anyone who was really offended by that term. I'm wondering if it was if it's the ladies that's particularly patronizing, and if I just Possibly. older some older women because that's not. I mean, that's just descriptive. Um, that, but you kind of want to use ladies because it doesn't say женщины возрасте, it says right. возрасте, and so you want to find something. Right, but but so, like, I can see why I gravitated towards ladies because of dame. But on the other hand, if using ladies takes it into this patronizing, unwelcome territory, that maybe I need to dial it back to... I do think older ladies sounds a little patronizing in English. I do. Yeah. Um, but women of a certain age is probably just as patronizing. It has the same feel of the Russian to me of the, that you're trying to avoid um, sort of disrespecting them by calling it. But yet, but yet you're, but yet you're grouping them by their age. Right. And I, I mean, I think that's the fundamental, like there's something fundamentally insulting about referring to these women and with right. or by or about assuming that because they of the, are of a certain age or of the same age or the same age range that that's a that that's mm -hmm. a um, pertinent fact to their that right so there's there, there's going to be a little bit of that element of at least awkwardness mm -hmm. um but i mean she's she's referencing their age for a reason i would assume um at least that was my assumption going into it that right there is a certain generational divide that sort of an older generation might not want to you know as, to, watch a, to watch a movie like this yeah to, to as, as they put it why do you rifle through people's dirty laundry right you know right i mean and i can see my mother-in-law um feeling that way watching this movie and saying pretty much yeah the same thing mm -hmm. but i wonder yeah so so maybe there is no, so if their age is relevant, but there's not, I mean, it's a little bit taboo to talk about age, especially for, for women, especially older women. And so maybe there is no way to avoid that slight feeling of awkwardness because you have to refer to their age, but there's not really an elegant way to do it. No, there isn't. No, and I think you're right to use the word taboo because mm -hmm. I often find myself running up against taboos um, that we have that are that do not exist in Russian, right? And trying to tiptoe around them. Yeah, and we're also we're not given enough information about these women. Um, so in, I left myself a note that maybe if they had been referred to as a specific age range, middle-aged women might have been more neutral. But we don't know mm -hmm. how, how much wasitus they actually had. So right. Um, so yeah, we're missing a little bit of context there. And I don't know if that's something that would be important enough to ask like, if we had magically access to. Right, if this was a real actual job, um, yeah, that would be something I would flag. I would have flagged a couple of things to, yeah. to go back and ask. Yeah, I have not. How, do you want, how would you like this to sound? Because in English we can make it go this way or that way. Right, and, and that would be I mean, that would be ideal for, for some of these passages. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so and that's all the comments that 
Oh, and I just wanted to say, Zetsipil, um, I like how you used struck a nerve. I felt that it's the very last sentence. Yeah. Oh, at the very end, I, I felt that Zetsipil is part of uh, that. It was part of Zetsipit's Zervoya. Mm -hmm. um, that phrase, mm -hmm. something which which most often I see it's translated as struck a nerve or, or would translate as struck a nerve. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and engage is kind of a throwaway word in English. Anyway, it gets used a lot um, and doesn't always mean much. Yeah, I mean, I, so I actually also considered engaging here um, and possibly putting it in quotation marks, trying to get that strength of it, but it just, it didn't work and I felt like it was missing, um, like it's not just engaging people because things can engage in a variety of ways that it really it dug up something and kind of forced people to, yes. to come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. um, especially with the sentence right before it, talking about living with something, right? Prajrit, um, you have to, kind of, as in, in modern lingo, sit with it, right? Mm -hmm. um, to kind oh, of I like that. Yeah, I wish I had done that. Yeah, I considered using sit with it, but um, it just didn't, it didn't sound right coming out of her mouth. Um, but right. no, she was yeah she, I thought she was interesting when I watched a couple of interviews with her on YouTube because um kind of like a like she's definitely got kind of an interest in psychology a sort of pop psychology mm -hmm. I could I could see her maybe saying that yeah maybe in in, uh, in another go around I could somehow work that in well the main thing I took away from this um is that I think, you know, more translations should be done by committee, if you will, because I think yeah. that if this was a real job, I think the best, the best translation would be a combination of what we did. Yeah, two heads are better than one. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so um, any sort of general comments about the text? Um, I get the feeling that you did more research than I did, um, because you talk about watching their interviews and and I think that was a really good idea, uh, getting a sense of how they, how they talk, how they interact. And um, I was just mostly looking up about the, like, what the movie is and what it's. Um, Even just seeing what they looked like was helpful. Yeah. Because I didn't know, I don't, and I don't honestly know now, um, you know, how famous they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was helpful just to, to be able to put a face on a name. I thought that Zueva was very serious when I watched her. She doesn't smile very much. She's kind of a frowny, um, like a resting frowny face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, that ties in well with you know, what you're talking about with giving them their voice. And, and yes, out. yeah. To, to be able to do that, you have to have a very good sense of you know, who they are and, and what they're trying to say. Um, and I was, uh, not to my credit, uh, more focused on, you know, how do I translate, transliterate their names so that people can, mm. which is a very, you know, I, I do legal documents all day and yeah, it was really shaped the way. And I, it's so surprising how many translators don't do that. Honestly. <laughs> Get the yeah. name spelled right. Step one. Right, but so I'm I'm very focused on this kind of I don't know almost treating the text like it's like it's dead like there's not a person behind it and I think that didn't serve me well with this 
text, given that it's an interview and it ties in. Yes. You know, and not, but again, you know, there's two hats that we wear because it depends on who the client is. Right. Um, right? Yeah. And, and I, if the client was a law firm and this was, you know, a paternity case or something, I don't know. Um, and they were trying to prove that somebody, you know, you might just be doing it very literally. Right. So I just, yeah, I have two hats that I wear depending on what kind of translation it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm still working on finessing one hat, and uh, this is definitely outside my hat's experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a lot of it. Well, it sounds like we're coming down to... Well, yeah, and I want to say thank you to Katya um, for choosing an interesting text for us to work with that had two different voices. And um, I, no, that was entirely your suggestion. I'm just following the lead here. Hi, Katya. Um, yeah, and thanks for setting this up. This has been, as I mean, as you said, I feel like we're we have a much better understanding of the text now that we've really talked it through. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. And I know I've worked with you before on projects, and I think, um, yeah, I just feel like agencies should um, set people up to work together more often than they actually do. Yeah, um, I think you get a better product that way for sure. Yeah, and because not not just looking at somebody else's choices, but also having the opportunity to look over your own and mm -hmm. absolutely That's been really helpful. absolutely yeah well thank you Katya for putting this together I appreciate that and um no yeah, thank you this for was, stepping up yeah definitely fun and a learning learning opportunity yeah seconded in everything all right well Thank you for discussing the text with us, and I hope this will not be our first and last slam, but the first of many others. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, thank you. Bye.